Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. And we are live. Welcome, everyone, and uh, welcome to Quality Perks. We have our uh, Vicki Harrell as our guest today, and we're going to be talking about coffee and uh, call centers quality. So as everybody knows, I'm Karen Dupree. I'm the Director of Quality Solutions here at BPA Quality and co-host to Neil Eggers with the Mostus. And go ahead and introduce yourself, Neil. Sure. My name is Neil Eggers, Vice President of Customer Success here at BPA Quality. I'll get my title right. Uh, and as Karen uh, said, we're here with Vicki Harrell. She's the Executive Director for Quality Assurance and Training Connection and also the Workforce uh, Society for Workforce Planning Professionals. So, Vicki, welcome. How are you this morning? Good morning. So happy to be with you this morning. So we were we were in our pre pre kind of show talking about which which coffee and and or not caffeinated drinks that we have this morning. But before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, your experience, and and what uh, what has made Vicky Vicky over the past many years that you've been working in the customer experience, customer service areas. I started uh, a million years ago, as we like to say, at a company called TCS Management Group, which is um, now part of Aspect, which is now Alveria, which tells you how long it's been since I started there, and um, was one of their first employees before they created, a, as they were creating a workforce management product, and worked there for about 10 years, did pretty much every job in the company, and learned to really love the workforce management and call center industry and left there for about five years and went to another software development company and then um, got with a couple of friends and decided that we needed to start an association for workforce planning professionals. There really wasn't anything out there that allowed workforce folks to get together and you know, discuss their issues. They they had a, you know, maybe a user group for their software, but there just wasn't anything where they could get together and discuss problems across all platforms and just in general workforce management theory and get specific workforce management education. And so in 2002, we started SWPP, and that sounds like a really long time ago, <laughs> and it was, right. um, but as we went through the days with SWPP, the quality assurance and training folks kept saying to their workforce management colleagues, why isn't there something like this for us? 
And so in 2007, we did a conference for quality assurance and training folks and asked them if they would like to have an association. The answer was overwhelmingly yes. So in 2008, we started the Quality Assurance and Training Connection, QATC. And um, it is both of the associations have just been such a, a wonderful way for folks to get together, learn from each other, learn from the experts, and just have that free time with each other to discuss things that that maybe they don't have time to discuss in their day to day, you know, work environment, and also with people who've been there and done that. So. Mm-hmm. We, our mission for both associations is that we want to provide education and networking opportunities for, for all those folks in the contact center. Wonderful, wonderful. And there's a, a conference coming up just in a few weeks in uh, mid-September, if, uh, if I have that right. Yeah, correct. We um, do an annual conference each year for both associations and the QATC conference is coming up September 19th through 21st here in Nashville. We all, um, I'm in Nashville and um, the conferences are here for both associations. We're in downtown Nashville at the Hilton, which is right across, right on, right, right near Broadway, which if you've been to Nashville, you know, that's the big uh, street downtown where you got all the honky tonks. Mm-hmm. So we're, um, we're excited about being downtown at the Hilton and would love for anybody to join us. We've got great speakers going on. We've got about 50 sessions, five simultaneously in every session slot from everything from coaching to training to quality to surveying, um, customer experience, just all sorts and great speakers. Um, If you know Justin Robbins or Nate Brown or, um, Leslie O'Flavahan, um, mm-hmm. lots of great speakers and BPA quality is going to be there. And Steph right. Taylor is going to be speaking. Um, and, and we're, we're really looking forward to having you with us as well. Yep. Yep. Really interested or excited to have, uh, David and Stephanie attend the, uh, what's the overall theme for this year? Is there a, a specific topic or theme that y- your keynote speakers or the, the, kind of the sessions are geared to or a, spe- a specific topic that you, you want get or, you know, attendees to walk away with? We don't ever do a specific theme because we're really pretty broad in terms of, of, you know, we've got people coming who do all different types of jobs, but what we found um, the past years, I would say the past, you know, mm-hmm. two and a half years is that we're really focusing more on virtual engagement with our agents, whether it's virtual coaching, virtual training, virtual onboarding, all those kinds of things are really important and things maybe we weren't dealing with more than three years ago. For sure. The world has certainly changed. uh, That's for sure. Before we get into that aspect of it, Karen, I know you we have to talk about uh, all of our, our morning caffeinated topics. So we'll, we'll give a break on that. And, and just what do you have this morning, Karen? Talk us through that. Uh, I have my Rainforest Blend Organic. It's a San Francisco coffee uh, coffee company, but um, I have it in my San Diego mug, of course, because I wish it was 74 and sunny. Nice. Um, it is sunny here, but I think it's going to be high of close to 90 um, in Virginia. So. What do you have, Neil? Uh, I have Midway Cafe. So there's a neat little restaurant, uh, breakfast place, 
halfway between Miami and Key West that we always stop at and they sell their own uh, brewed coffee. So I'm enjoying iced coffee because it's a thousand degrees here in Florida. Uh, so we are not in warm coffee uh, zone of the year yet. Uh, Vicki, how about you? What do you have today? Um, I have a glass of water. <laughs> Nashville's finest. Nashville's finest water. right out of the tap. Nice. Excellent. Perfect. Yeah, I'm we're, not we're... a coffee drinker. And um, so I start my day usually with a muscle milk and then drink water the rest of the day. So we, we were, I was funny when you were saying in the, at the, in the pre-show about how uh, you used to you know, drink it in coffee. It was more like a milkshake as opposed to coffee. So I was the same way maybe five or six years ago, gave up sugar altogether. So now I make my parents proud by drinking just black coffee because uh, I, I was the same it. way. Two scoops of sugar, cream, you know, the spoon would stand straight up in the, in the cup. So there was so much, so much in it. So, yeah. And, and, and I do um, also drink caffeine free Diet Coke, which everybody's like, okay, so you're drinking brown bubbly water. Why do you even bother? <laughs> I like the bubbles and I like the taste. So there you go. That's a good reason for sure. So the, the remote workforce. Yeah. We've, we've, we do a lot of talking about that internally. I mean, we've, um, we've certainly been remote uh, for the past couple of years, uh, still have brick and mortar facilities with some, some folks in it. Uh, and a lot of our customers and um, you know, the, the country or world as a whole is still challenged with managing remote workforce and specifically in a contact center where you've got, um, you know, cues to manage and relationships to manage and quality to manage where where have have you kind of journeyed in that uh, that remote management of, of staff and, and managers? I think one of the things that people are struggling with the the most is that relationship piece of it because when you're in the brick and mortar call center, you have the opportunity to stop by people's desk, have one on ones with them face to face, learn about them in the break room, have lunch with them all those kinds of things that are not available to you anymore. And mm -hmm. I think that that, that relationship is so much harder to cultivate in this virtual environment. And then on top of that, what that means is it's really hard to communicate your corporate culture. Mm -hmm. And so there you've got to have a relationship with the people and then they've got to have a relationship with the company and how do you do that in a remote environment is what is is the biggest struggle, I think, these days. Yeah, it's, we've certainly heard uh, from a customer perspective um, where that engagement model, where their agents feel siloed. Um, so, you know, doubling the efforts to be able to make that relationship or touch each agent on a daily basis. I know um, David Blackwell often tells the story about when you know, BPA first started about working with a manager who had you know, walk down the contact center aisle every day and make sure he, you know, spoke to each evaluator, each agent every day and wanted to emulate the behaviors of good agents. Well, how do you, you know, how do you repeat that type of environment when you can't walk down the contact center aisle? How do you, how do you engage your employees? So what, what have you heard in your travels, maybe some successful tips for how do you engage employees in a virtual environment at the contact center level, right? I feel like managers were on the phone with each other kind of all day in a, you know, in a screen share type environment. Uh, but for agents who are taking calls all day uh, and that's really where they need to be, how do you engage them or pull them away where you may have some efficiency issues with pulling them off the phones, but making that engagement is all that more uh, 
important in this type of environment? Any any recommendations or stories you've come across that would support this solid action? That, that people have mentioned that are that they feel are working better is you know, we used to do say, okay, so we're going to do a one hour coaching session once every two weeks or once a month or whatever. But, but the most important thing they're finding these days is multiple touch points every day, uh, keeping in touch with them. And even if it's a five minute check-in every day, or it's a 15 minute every other day or something, but just that, that touch point as often as possible Instead, because we aren't seeing them in the break room, we aren't mm -hmm. seeing them on the call center floor, making a specific time to do that check-in on a regular basis. Also, and this is, I think, controversial, have your camera on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, we're, we're at the point where we're like, okay, we've been on camera for two and a half years. We are done with it. But there's no way to get that body language that, you know, how are you really feeling without that video camera? So, so trying really hard to have people keep that video camera on um, and then trying as much as possible to look at things like rewards and recognition on an individual basis Instead of in the call center, we used to have, you know, okay, so your team's going to win coffee, you know, mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to bring you Starbucks if you, you know, or we're going to have a pizza party or we're going to whatever. But I think now we need to focus a lot more on the individual. So I need to call Karen and say, have a long discussion with Karen about what's important to Karen um, you know, what kind of rewards would she like if we offer, um, you know, having a meal sent to your house? Do you care about that? If we offer tickets to a football game, do you care about that? Or do you only care about money? Or do you only care about time off the phones? And we need mm -hmm. to tailor that to each individual person and who needs to know that information? The supervisor. The, the person's supervisor needs to have a list of everybody on their team and what motivates that person. And Karen says donuts and wine. <laughs> I, I'm all over that. <laughs> we met, Karen, you may have just come up with the, the motivating factor for contact center agents nation or worldwide. So we'll see if we can replicate that. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that would work for, for a majority of the people. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 an interesting um, concept. Um, that individualized reward system or recognition system. Um, yeah, I, I was just on the phone with a with a customer the other day, and that then that siloed conversation keeps coming up. Where um, how do we address the issues of an individual need who's been hired since the pandemic? Right. So they don't know anything other than working remotely for this particular customer. It's not like we were all together in the office and then went home and you still have those relationships where you were in outside groups or maybe you were, um, you know, volunteering with folks that you knew in the office. It's a, it's a lot more effort uh, I've seen to make those programs available to agents, but it's 
way more important. It's exponentially grown in importance uh, because you know, agents can leave. And, um, you know, we, we've talked about, we've had guests on who have talked about that gap, that employee engagement gap where, you know, it's really hard to hold on to employees. And if they leave, it's twice as expensive as it was before to find them, find good employees, bring them up and have them stay with the organization uh, to be profitable as an employee. So that individual reward system sounds, um, or recognition even in the, the individual conversations, as opposed to team meetings, team calibrations and things like that. Having that individual touch point is a, is a great idea. I mean, we used to have plaques or certificates mm-hmm. that we could put up in our cube. You know, we go and hand out, you know, you had a perfect calibration, you know, a perfect, a perfect quality score and um, all those kind of things and put them up in your cubicle. And I mean, I guess you can still put them up in your office, but it's not visible for everybody to see anymore. So I think, right. Um, how do we make those um, that recognition visible to everybody um, and, and make it meaningful? For sure. For sure. Good points. Absolutely. Absolutely. One well, other thing about the corporate culture piece of it, I just think it's just really hard to, to bring that across in the virtual environment. But one of the things that we've been advocating for a long time that I think is even more important now is to do stay interviews. We do exit interviews and we ask people why they leave, but are we asking people why they stay? And so that's something that I think we can do now and find out what it is about our company, our culture or whatever that is keeping people in our organization. And I think we can get that information and share it with our HR folks, with our top top management with our leadership and and get some ideas about what we want to do to continue that corporate culture and and make sure that everybody wants to stay. That's yeah, that's an, that's another interesting term that I think we can walk away with. The key learning is stay interview. It's it's almost like with you have you know weekly business reviews and monthly business reviews and quarterly business reviews and annual business reviews with clients. But that same process needs to be replicated with your agents and figuring out what's working well and what's not working well so people aren't suffering in silence. And having that stay interview um, will give employees that opportunity to say, like, you know, I'm suffering in this way and I'm successful in this way. And you can make course corrections before all of a sudden you get, you know, you get I'm moving to another gig or, you know, I'm I'm moving on from this position type email. So that's an that's an interesting, very interesting topic. Well, there's also a, a term that's going around right now is, is quietly quitting. Oh, uh, yeah, that quietly quitting. Yeah. Yes. And that folks are just not engaged and they're just getting the, the least amount of work done to get their paycheck. Um, and and so, what they said is it's not necessarily quitting. You're not, you're not quitting. You're just not doing anything extra in your job. So yes. And um, that, that corporate culture, that engagement with the company and individual, you know, individuals around you can really help making sure that that's not happening. So uh, another, another interesting term I heard this morning was uh, boomerang employees. And it had to do with the great resignation and that there was some regret after leaving mm. the company and then they're coming back. But the company is probably offering them some 
really good incentives to come back because they've left and they've had a little bit of regret, not really happy where they are, but Mm -hmm. they can come back to their old company and maybe, you know, have a few little perks to come back, which I thought was an interesting concept as well. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's uh, advantageous for an organization to bring an employee who's already, you know, knows the product and services as opposed to, you know, bringing up a new hire. Or, yes. or a, new, a new person in the organization. So Training sure. a new employee is very expensive and very time consuming. So I've I've learned several new uh, phrases this morning. So I've, I'm walking away <laughs> <laughs> after talking with you, Vicky. Learning uh, learning some some several new phrases and terms. Um, the other thing I did want to bring up real quick was um, one of the things that workforce management does a lot is teaching agents about the power of one and. It's a phrase that, that we use in workforce management all the time. And, and really what it means is what difference does one person make in an organization? And in a contact center, a lot of times it has to do with money, you know, and and busyness of the other agents, occupancy of the agents. Um, you know, what difference does it make if I follow my schedule or I come into work or whatever um, but what it what matters in a contact center is that you're not there to answer the calls when we've scheduled you to answer your calls. Well, with the advent of all this remote work, many of the things that we used to use to teach the power of one have gone out the window because they were group activities that you did with mm-hmm. a team or with a new hire class or whatever. There's a a tennis ball activity where you line up agents across from each other, you know, maybe three on one side, three on the other side, and they have tennis balls and they throw them back and forth um, to show that somebody has to be there on the other end to get that call. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you take somebody out, that person's out of adherence or that person is out for the day or whatever. And you still have the same number of balls, but you have less people on the other side you know, to, to catch those balls. So it, and the balls start dropping. And so it becomes we have a lot more stressful. We have a lot of those activities that we've always shown with SWPP and, and done this and done it at QATC as well about teaching the power of one. But now we're having to figure out how to do all that virtually. And some people have created videos, um, you know, mm-hmm. that, that show those activities And a lot of people have gone to charts and graphs, which maybe aren't quite as virtually exciting, (laughs) visually is exciting, but we do have to, to consider, you know, now that people are at home, do they know what difference it makes? You know, when you're in a contact center and you see that scrolling um, board up there that shows how many calls are in queue and it shows, um, that, that we're really in the weeds right now and we need everybody. And, and Or you look around and, you know, Joe and Sally next to you are not there anymore. They've gone um, to break out of adherence or whatever. I mean, we don't have that visual piece of it anymore. So um, we're, we're really working hard to figure out what in the world we can do to make agents understand the power of one in a virtual environment as well. Awesome. Teamwork. Yeah. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for your time this morning. We look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks uh, at the at the conference there in, in Nashville. And uh, maybe we'll have, have you on as a post-conference guest 
uh, to maybe there's been some solutions to some of the topics we've brought up today or some new learnings from that, from that show. So we'll have well, a, a post-conference wrap. Yeah, there's some great conference sessions. There's a, a session on rewards and recognition. There's a session um, with just specific ideas on QA and specific ideas on training. There's an Ask the Expert session um, that, that are, you know, quick hits and ideas that you can take away. And then there are lots of great sessions, you know, long sessions on um, topics like calibration and creating a monitoring form. And, um, and another thing we really haven't touched on is the difference in generations and how mm-hmm. to, um, how you want to approach each generation differently and what matters differently to each generation. So we'll have a session on that as well. Sure. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Vicki, thank you again. Karen, thank thank you you as always. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks and uh, safe travels. Yep. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.